Charlotte. Charlotte. What's happening? Oh my God. Your arm. There's something crawling inside of it. What is it? I don't know. What's happening? I don't fucking know. They're fucking alive. Things are fucking alive at me. It's bugs. They're fucking bugs. What the fuck? Oh my God. They're in your hand. You have to get them out, Lizzie. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 146. Welcome back to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today we're tuned to drop d- ed. <laughs> <laughs> Ed. <laughs> that's that's how you properly pronunciate um, uh, parentheses, right? <laughs> you just put a stutter into your words. Ed. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And your boys are back. It's your boys. It's your boys. The BKP <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you're, you're cool. You're cool, man. I'm such a cool guy. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we are back after a week break. We decided to take a week off to <clears throat> celebrate fireworks. Man, a, a week and, off really. Uh, a week off feels like a long time, doesn't it? Throw, it? it throws me off. Yeah. It doesn't feel right when we're not here. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, it was all fireworky and we had fun. We were together still. That counts for something, right? Yeah, actually, we hung out. Uh, we hung out a lot. Which we saw cool. Jay we... twice outside of the studio walls mm-hmm. in under a week. What? Yeah. What? What is right? <laughs> Which it's it's not uh, it's not to say that we don't want to see him all the time. He just doesn't like us that much. It's true. Only just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> So we, uh, let's see, we had a 4th of July party. Mm-hmm. The, which an- is, the annual, well, it's not really usually a bash at your house, but it sort of was this year. <laughs> the bash usually com- is comprised of me and you lighting off fireworks in my driveway. Yep. Uh, while my wife and kids go to sleep. Because we're a bunch <laughs> of cool guys. But this this year it was a proper party. It, it was. was uh, we had. We invited our, our friends we don't like. We had the whole gang over. Well, because we, now that you and I are neighbors, obviously we were going to be together. And then we've got John, who is also our neighbor now. So we've he was always over. been together, James. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like even when I didn't know you, we were always together. Which which was weird because I've been to your house a bunch of times, and we pull up, and I go, "Am I, am I at the right house? There's no cars here. There's like all these people, and there's we all walk, and there's no cars. And then I and then I see Chris in the backyard. I'm like, oh, that's right. They they Ubered, I think, or something. And I'm like, and everyone lives within Everybody walking lives distance, within 500 feet of each other now. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's not bad. Jay, you should move. There's houses for sale. I, I will move I, today. <laughs> actually, the I wow. I will, see actually, you guys. The house that uh, oh you're going right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the house that I share. Well, I I share my backyard with. It's kind of weird because I share with uh, 
the corner and then two three other houses so i'd share my backyard with four houses communal backyard yeah i mean there's fences everywhere you know but um (laughs) the one off to the right in my backyard is for sale right now Uh guys should should scoop that up you should know what i mean i I know what you mean that's the sound of scooping up a house (laughs) (laughs) and what else is weird the uh our, our buddy john his new house he bought was from one of my old good friends Oh, yeah, and they didn't even right know on. each other, and they're like, "Hey, we bought the, and that's my buddy's house." <laughs> Everyone's just uh, just swapping out, man. And then to make it even weirder, it's exactly my house. It is exactly our houses your house. are exactly the same. It's, 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 true. it's creepy. My apartment is exactly like your house too. That is yeah. only, only not. Hey, your your apartment. <laughs> hey, what? Your what? Your nothing. Your apart <laughs> your apartment's coming together pretty nicely, man. Uh, it is finally. starting it to feel like, like a, a home. It looks like mm. a real place. I just need to get some art on the main wall because there's like just white everywhere and it drives me crazy yeah i need to get something on that wall but but other than that though it looks pretty good yes it does i like uh i like your um uh, you're you were worried about your nerd wall being too nerdy i was and I, it, man i like it it's it, very it, impressive it, 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 i figure there's there's one small portion of one room that is all nerdy and the rest of the house should look like an adult lives there that's kind of the look sure. that I'm, it's it's that posh nerdy slash adult look that i'm going for <laughs> but uh no it, it's coming together I'm, I'm digging it i'm saving gas which is nice because i can just ride my bike every time i come over mm-hmm. which is cool i try to only have flat tires every single time i try oh, to yeah <laughs> you should really learn how to change your own tube. I by the way. should, I should. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and then we, we, uh, uh, yeah, we also went to we went down to uh, we, we did ride a bike. It was a big bike. <laughs> oh yeah, we went we went down to our uh, our friend Nicole's birthday down in Detroit, and we did the handlebar. Mm-hmm. which is the whitest thing you can do in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the handlebar is, it's a pedal pub. Oh, you yeah. Got, you, got, you got four people on either side, two on the end, and you... It's not four. No. It was, is it for the five? It's six. six. Was, it six, on, was it six on each side? Six on each side, and then there's like two or three at the back that well, don't pedal. Well, what you do is every person where you're sitting down, you basically have a bike crank in front of you, and you have to pedal, and you are the engine. Yeah. And you do it while getting drunk. So it's like you're burning <laughs> off calories while drinking and putting calories into your body it's uh-huh. like a it's like a, the human centipede of working out yeah it's kind of the perfect <laughs> it's kind of the perfect balance it really is of uh of burning calories the, and taking them in at the same and time and it's the best way to legally drink on the streets of detroit it really is it's fantastic yes see i had the ultimate dad day that day why where i i woke up and i was like you know what i'm gonna change my refrigerator my refrigerator light bulb it's probably gonna go and so it's, it's getting old and i changed my light bulb out in the refrigerator and then we got to the pedal pub i was like well i got a full thermos of coffee left still so i drank my coffee i didn't even drink any beer you didn't drink, you didn't drink beer? any beer no. on the pedal pub at all oh, oh, no. come on man did you drink at any of the stops no i you you were trying to slam a beer really quick because we had to leave and you're like take a sip of this and i said oh Okay, my coffee's still warm. That was the only beer you that's drank. That's the only day, the little bit of beer that you had. That's probably you're, why you felt better than the rest of us. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> that was my that, ultimate old man day. Then again, later that night, <clears throat> I felt like dog shit when you came over. So I think maybe you were onto something, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. We did. Uh, we had one little mishap because there. <laughs> if you live in a, if you live in or around a bigger city, you might know of the uh, the bird scooters or, bird or, or lime, lime or spin. Or, yep. We decided to take some of those out, and we did have a, we had a we had a uh, a casualty. Our friend Nicole. It was um, the birthday girl. It was yeah, the birthday girl uh, found out what it's like to get the scooter tires stuck in the rail of a monorail. She found out what it's like to flip the bird. Pavement meat face. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, almost uh, almost ruined our day, but yeah. not quite. She, uh, she was a trooper. <laughs> she trooped it out. We went to went to grab some food afterwards, which would probably would have been the end of our day anyway. Right. 
quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I'm, a little bit we just, I'm a little bit bummed we couldn't ride the scooters more, though. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I had an idea. So we did this pedal pub, and anytime you see them going around, if you're if you're down there, they uh, they go and they're always blasting the music. They got all these journey blasting and uh, strangers, and everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs, <laughs> screaming, don't stop believing, right? Uh-huh. And that's what the theme is. So I want us all to rent this again. And I was, want us all to just be silent the entire two-hour trip, pedaling around. No one say a word. Dude, I, I was thinking about that same thing yesterday. I thought, how funny would it be if we all dressed like goth kids and then just rode the pedal pub play, through the... Well, we can play funeral music as we're, as we're riding around. <laughs> just, just dress in all black. Like For us, for us uh, follically challenged boys, we can do black wigs and then just like ride through, ride through Detroit just... Just depressed as hell. <laughs> just like <laughs> the driver not... would be a little, or the guy that steers it would be a little uh, weirded out. But it, it'd be more for all the other people around that are like, "Oh, here comes another one of those." Oh There's silence God, going on. <laughs> <laughs> people are weird. Fucking white people. <laughs> there was a there was a lot of tourists down in Detroit too. There did were. you notice that? Yes, I a did. A lot of people taking pictures of us, like yes. they had never seen one before, which was weird. Um. Yeah. No, there were tons of them. It was shocking, actually. I, I guess I didn't know that uh, Detroit, I, I mean, Detroit's coming back together. It, it's I, not I didn't no realize that it was like a Mecca, huge though, yeah, tourist spot, so I don't know. Unless you're in the death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there is a death museum that just opened in Detroit. There is? Yeah. It's Why? really small, and it's in like a storefront. It's like not even a big to-do. It's this weird, like, like one or two room deal. Really? I just saw something about Maybe it. Maybe yeah. we should go. We should probably go. That'd be cool. But, um... Anyway, that, that, yeah. was, that was the last two weeks. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Took the week off. We're back doing our thing, and uh, we actually have a pretty packed episode today, so let's uh, let's keep <clears throat> this gravy train a-rolling. Let's keep her rolling. And uh, speaking of gravy trains and last Thanksgiving, let's get to some corrections. <laughs> or how about thinking of train tracks and things that go horribly wrong? <laughs> when you get your tires stuck in them, way better. We'll go with that one. Way better. <laughs> All right, so a couple corrections from the last couple weeks. Uh, I said that James Cameron, uh, the uh, Piranha 2, the spawning was his opus magnum. Yes. I meant to say Magnus or Ma- magnum opus. Magnum opus. Magnum opus, not opus mm. magnum. <laughs> Silly me. Should, Getting my lap. Why is Trojan up. never named their. Their, the opus. Mag, their magnum opus. The opus. <laughs> <laughs> be perfect, right? Uh, I got a couple here as well. Um, in the correction, I've been correcting this, I think, for three weeks now. It has nothing to do with horror and nothing to do with anything, yet I keep correcting myself. Um, the movie Saved, that I keep, that I, keep talking, <laughs> I finally got it right, and I know what it is. I was saying the quote completely wrong. I forget what I was even saying before. But the quote is from the movie called Saved, and it's, a, uh, a girl named Hillary, played by Mandy Moore, throws a Bible at somebody named Mary, played by Jenna Malone, and she goes, I am filled with Christ's love! And she whips a Bible at the girl's head. That's what it's from. Okay. Finally not got that, it right. You kept the, saying uh, the power of Christ compels yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's an exorcist, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, I, and I kept thinking that, and I was like, well, maybe it's in another one. Our buddy Greg actually texted me about that. He said, he said it's from the exorcist. It, 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 it yeah. actually kind of disturbs <laughs> me that you guys haven't picked up on that yet. And I was like, no, it's something else that Mike's well, trying 
trying to figure thought, out. Well, you, they could have taken that line, though, and used it somewhere else, too. Sure. And for some reason, that, like, stuck in my head, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. And that's how I took it from you. I thought it was used somewhere, and like you said, you know. And it makes sense to throw a Bible at someone. The power of Christ! <laughs> comp- I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, via our good friend, Chris Jordan. Uh, James, you are, in fact, wrong about the rating scale of movies. No. You are. No. You're completely wrong. Nah. I actually sent you a big article about it just today as well. You probably didn't read it. I because, read it. Because fuck you. No, I read it. But grading movies is not like grading papers. Nah. You're wrong. Nah. You're wrong. Nah. And you're also infuriating because yeah. you won't admit the fact that you're wrong. Ah. This no. fucking guy. He's going to keep me up at I, night. I read, this. The, <laughs> I read the text that Jordan sent to you and he was he was, he was was kind of mean about it. So I'm just doubling down. Well, Chris, uh, Chris Jordan, our buddy, he, um, he reviews movies at the, a website called themoviesleuth.com. He's been doing this for a while and... He pretty much knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so I'm, okay. I'm doubling down because he was oh. kind of mean about it. So <laughs> Doubling down because he's a dick. All right, gotcha. Um, the, last, uh, the last correction here. There's a little bit to this one, so bear with me. The fish that swims up the urine stream in the Amazon <laughs> is called a kandiru. Okay. A.K.A. the pencil fish, A.K.A. the toothpick fish, oh, A.K.A. God. the vampire fish. None of those things so, do I want so, in my pee hole. So, so you guys were correct. It does not happen in the ocean. However, it also doesn't happen in the Amazon. Whole thing's a myth. So, it is? Whole, whole, thing, whole thing's a myth. Now, really? now, hear me out here. Okay. Uh, a kangaroo expert, because that's apparently a thing, uh, says that it's about as likely to happen as somebody getting struck by lightning while simultaneously being eaten by a shark. <laughs> it's a pretty small likelihood of that okay. actually happening. So, but you're telling me there's it's a got, chance, though. It's got a lot to do so with you're liquid. Telling me there's a chance. <laughs> it's got a lot to do with liquid dynamics and uh, the force of pee coming out of your your dick. The fish is too and small the, to and, swim and upstream. The, and the fish is probably bigger than the stream of piss that you're spitting. You know, it just none of it makes sense. Hmm. And they're not drawn to urine, so it doesn't make sense for anything. Um, however. This is not all good news, because there actually is some bad news for ladies with the candor. Oh, no. Uh, and this sucks to be you, ladies, because uh, there have been credible documented well, cases reasons, but... of the kangaroo getting lodged, not in their urethras, but in their vaginas. Oh, my God. And the process to remove them is pretty straightforward. You rip it out? Or rather, backwards, oh, because God. the fish has spines, mm-hmm. and so you basically have to go in there turn it around so that its head is facing the opening and then pull it out. I just got chills. And there are actual documented cases of that oh, happening. Fuck, that's Now awful. there was one there was one case of a guy that got one of these kangaroos up his dick. They actually <laughs> it was a, it was actually focused on the show River Monsters uh-huh. and the doctor that performed the surgery has like done the circuit and all that. So everyone thought that it was credible. However, there's a lot of people that have looked at it, like experts that have debunked it, mm-hmm. saying that maybe this whole thing was a publicity and the video they shot and that isn't actually from that. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Did they actually claim in River Monsters that they that it goes up yeah, into and your actually, urethra? And they as actually a man. show a video of a fish being surgically removed from a guy, like an actual oh, scope God. video. But a lot of experts have looked at it and they are doubting the authenticity of it. Really? So it's a weird thing. It's actually, I went down this rabbit hole and it was actually kind of interesting. I never knew fish and dicks would be so interesting. <laughs> fish dicks. You well, like no, fish you, dicks? Oh, I love fish dicks. You just got me Wait. wanting to take a trip to the Amazon now, man. <laughs> Make me want to take a trip to the frozen food section. Try it hey, out. Hey, do you like fish sticks? I do. What are you, gay fish? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Haven't you ever seen that that uh, episode of South Park? No. <laughs> and it's, like, so it's fish sticks mm-hmm. or fish dicks, and everybody gets the joke except for Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this whole big thing where he's trying to figure out why everybody's calling him a gay fish. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I got for my question right. this week. Okay, well, uh, this week, boys... 
We are talking about uh, being tuned to drop head. Drop hyphen head. We watched a couple movies about uh, well, this episode musicians. was a beer pick the movies, and the right. beer that I had in mind for this when we when we did this was this. This beer is called Liquid Vinyl. Got a nice vinyl record on mm-hmm. it, which appeals to me for more than one reason. It is a Russian Imperial Stout from Arbor Brewing Company in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh-huh. It is 10.0% alcohol by volume, so getting, watch out, boys. He's getting drunk tonight. Oh, yeah. Where'd the box go? I don't know. Where's the Where's the box? Where's the, Where, oh, found it. What's in the box? <clears throat> Nothing. It's empty. All right, here we go. Our Russian Imperial Stout is full-bodied and complex with layers of flavors that develop with every sip. Aromas of licorice and dark cocoa yield to notes of sweetened coffee and toasted cookies. Mm. Before finishing with a light smokiness that lingers on the palate. Like a good... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> like a good LP, this beer will age well and improve with time. Music, beer... Some things are best enjoyed in analog. Oh, I agree. Right? I agree. Right. Like VHS and horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, true. Oh, I guess I should grab you guys some. Oh, yeah. That would <laughs> be nice. Oh, I didn't check this. Uh, Jay, you good for it? I'm checking it out. Checking it out. You have the, the most handy-dandy vegan beer guide ever. Barnivore, man. Is Barn- that really? Oh, really? What is it? Is it specifically beer or is it for everything? Oh, yeah. It's, it's for beer. Really? Yeah. That's pretty barnivore? Yeah, it tells you if uh, there's any animal products in beer. What shocks me is how many of these beers are on there. Almost every single one of them are. Well, from, it's because a lot of them do the uh, the filtering process where they filter it through. It's just uh, shocking how many fish, uh, bladders. Fish, fish, fish bladders. bladders yeah. It's shocking me how because <clears> there's there is an infinite number of beers that are on the market, and every single one of them I feel like you've looked up and you found it on the site. Oh yeah, like it is the most even complete list I've ever seen in my life. Breweries for and all that. anything, yeah. And uh, from Arbor Brewing Company, from their company, they said we do not use any animal products in our beer. No animal. Uh, Findings, no honey or anything at all. I so like drink most, up, you silly vegans. <laughs> I feel like most craft brewers are probably very much in tune, though, with the vegan yeah. culture. So a lot of them probably just don't do it to begin with, Yeah, is sure. my guess. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I bet you're very right about yeah. that. <clears throat> I think it's mostly like, isn't it mostly like the big, like, uh, like... Like Coors, the big, yeah, the big utility beer companies that still do that kind Coors of stuff. Does, Bud Light, all all that stuff's good to go. Oh, oh, they oh they they They're they good, don't yeah. do it. Okay, right. does Miller though? It's probably why it tastes like know. shit. No, Miller doesn't. Yeah. Oh, that's why it tastes like fish sticks. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> all right, Cheers, boys, gentlemen. let's give this a try. Liquid vinyl. Oh my. Mm. Oh wow, it's a lot of flavor. It, it, there is. A, I feel mm. this would be best enjoyed out of a glass. Actually, yeah. if you let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, it tastes like chocolate, even though there's no there's cocoa in it. You said right? Because yeah, that's a very <clears throat> that is a very strong flavor. Tastes like ten percent. Nah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I love this logo, man. This is so cool. Yeah, this, is cool. this looks like something that uh, Alex Sheldon would do. Yeah, it does. It really does. Oh, so actually, I, that bottom font is very much looks a lot like one that Alex, he did. who will be on the show in a few weeks when we uh, Stranger cover things. Stranger Things. Season three. So it says aromas of licorice and uh, dark yeah, cocoa yield to notes of sweetened coffee and toasted yeah. cookies. I taste all of that before mess, finishing with a light smokiness that lingers on the palate. Yeah, that's very uh, spot on. Listen, this tongue of mine is not very complex, mm. but this beer is perfect because you can actually taste everything in it. Even to a garbage palate like Mike. Even to. 
Where Bud Light is too happy for him. <laughs> no, I said it was happier than the beer we had last time. A, not, no, I didn't even say happy. It was just the. It was the. It was the. Um, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? It was the bite that you get from a from a like Christmas from a Bud Light. The bite. That beer, that Piranha beer last week had nothing. Had no yeah. bite, ironically. Which yeah, for a, for a beer called Piranha, like, you'd think it'd have plenty of bite. I expected that beer to taste like. Um, what's that hoppy beer that Brian likes? Fucking Brian likes. Um, oh, uh, Hop Slam. Hop Slam. I yeah. expect it to be like that, like mm. that real bitey from the hops or whatever. Like, that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. It's a dead piranha. Fucking nothing. Yeah, those, that's, that's more all, like a. Dead. You pour you pour those all on a tank. They just float to the top. <laughs> <laughs> all but, right. Uh, all right. Cool. So coming up is uh, everybody's favorite segment. I know it's Mike's favorite segment. I was kind of hoping we we're glossing over. We're this, gonna call, we're gonna no call up way. my cousin Jimmy Tony so that he can do his weekly review of an MCU movie. Uh, this week we're doing Avengers. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, so it's been I'll, a while since I've seen it, but yeah. yeah, yes, I think we both enjoyed it. So looking forward to hear hearing what he has to say. So now it's Jimmy Tony's marvelous minute. All right, so usually Jimmy Tony calls in and he's waiting in the wings, but yeah. uh, he didn't call this week. I so... haven't talked to him since a couple of weeks ago, so yeah. I don't really know where he's at. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna give him a call real quick, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll get him on the line here. Come on, come on, Jimmy. Hello. Hey, hey what's man? up, brother? Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, not too much. How you doing? I got you. Hey, you've reached Jimmy oh, Tony. I'm probably out somewhere slamming some bush. Light, that is. Or I'm out on the river destroying some beaver. You make up your own mind on <laughs> okay. what that means. Leave a message after the beep. Uh, I, guess, I, I guess just hang up. Yeah, I um, don't know what to do there with that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, even his voicemail's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> on the bright side, though, we don't have to deal with Jimmy Tony this week. Yeah, hey, I heard that. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy, boys, what's going on? What the hell are you doing hey, here, man? I'm in the studio. We were trying to call you. Surprise, boys, what's going on? Wow. I'd say I'm happy to see you, but uh, hey, hey, uh, the feelings mutual there, you you little preppy puss. Uh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, hold, hold on a second, James. Yeah. What's going on? Damn, boy, it's good to see you. every time I'm on this show, you're always off taking a shit or something. Yeah, I got it out of the way early this week. Well, hey, man, it's good to see you, too. All yeah, right, good to all see right. you, too, brother. All right. So, uh, so you, you, you came all the way down here for... Well, up here. I'm well, from down here. south, Mike. Get your get your head out of your <laughs> sorry, ass, you know? Sorry, lost my compass. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> up your ass? Well, <laughs> well I, I, I tried getting a hold of you boys last week. What happened? I'm down there sitting on my damn thumb. Oh, did no uh, one uh, Did no one call him? Yeah, sorry. Fourth of July, I thought he'd be sitting out on his porch, but I guess it must have been a slow day for yeah, him sitting James, on his thumb. No, man, I was literally sitting there on my damn thumb. <laughs> oh, it's a, that's a different kind of meaning than it was. I'm going to put the blame on James for that one. Yeah, This is your fault? Yeah, that was me. Sorry. <sighs> Well, I forgive you. I forgive you. All right. right. Someone's got to. Well, I came I came up here, boys. I flew right up here because I was a little bit worried worried about you. And also because, uh, you know, like like Loki, the god of mischief, I'm burdened with glorious purpose. Oh, what and purpose is that? That purpose is <laughs> to, annoy to bring sh- you reviews of the MCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here I thought it was just to annoy <laughs> the Damn, shit Damn, that was poetic <laughs> shit. Move over, Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of speaking of poetry, I was on the flight up here and I, I learned what a haiku was. You got you boys know what a haiku is? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still I'm still floored <laughs> by the fact that you could afford a flight. 
<laughs> well, I sold is my, the gator hunting pretty good this year? No, nah, I sold a kidney, boy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That actually makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, I got, I got $175 for it. So uh, I'm going to need somebody to give me a lift back down south because I don't have enough for the round Not trip. Not it. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, Jimmy, I'll take you, man. Gladly. You're like my you're like my best bud from another mud. Thanks, Jay. I love you, brother. It's always good to see your damn face. I love you too, man. I'll put you in a box and ship you back. Oh, my God, Michael. Oh, wow. Well, hey, hey. Getting back I'll to pay the, for it. Getting That's- back to the high I decided to write you one when I was on my flight. Oh, this ought to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Here we go. With hair like spun gold and eyes as blue as sapphire. Damn, you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh, man. I mean, I, 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 the, the, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I, I like... Well, hey, what? hey, hey. Come on, just ease up on him a little bit, will you? Well, no, man. It's it, 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 every, it's, it, no, every week I come here. No, it's my best friend, dude. No, just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just jaw jacking him a little bit. It's, my, but he's my best friend. I don't just care week. if he's your friend. Is a yuppie? Well, okay. Well, you're turning into a bit of a yuppie too. You well, know that? You're, you're a fucking hick. You know that? You know that figures, boy. Ever since. Ever since what? Tell me, Ooh, you redneck. Boy. You want words? Yeah, I want words. You yeah, want words, yeah, boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me words. I Jimmy. swear to God, you yeah, yuppie no, ass back. No. Every, as soon as your you family moved up like here, every, y'all think no, you're no, better than me. You, you wear shoes every shoot. damn where you go. Just Maybe I don't want to wear shoes on a shirt every time I go to buy a pack of damn Winkins. And I knew as soon as you guys moved up here, you were going to think you were better than me. And now your whole family thinks that you can make fun of me just because I made love to a goat that one time. For real? Wow. Calm down, man. What? Just take a breather for a second. Yeah, I'm Let's sorry. Let's recollect ourselves. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's just I get so worked up about well, You need stuff. to calm down a little bit, man. James. Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, you my, too. You my blood. Yeah. You my blood, man. I know, man. I love you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <gasps> so Avengers, eh? Hey? Yeah. Did you really fuck a goat? What? It was a, sh- it was a sheep. <laughs> It was a goat. Oh, okay, okay. I said. I, I, I thought I heard that right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not digging it. So Avengers. Uh, did did, did oh. you like it? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, damn! That picture yeah. was good, man. Was I great. loved we it. We both loved it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was great. Got a got a any any highlights? N- nice piece of film. Uh, uh, there are a couple of ladies in that movie that are finer than a frog's hair split four ways. Uh, that's that's basically all I got out of it. Oh, okay. other than that, damn it, lots of good action. You know what? That there's a part at the end where the Hulk says something about him always being mad, and then he smashes his big old thing in the face. And here we I go. I love that part because I imagine me being the Hulk and you being that damn thing got smashed in the face. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, loved it. I loved it. Let's end this. And uh, yeah, that that's about it for me, boys. I don't have any scores this week. It was a busy week, so uh, I'm gonna get out of here. But love you, boys. Love you, Love you too, Jimmy Tony. All right, see you, so, boys. Oh, okay, he's gone. So he he came down here just for that. I guess so. Uh, uh, seems like a plane. Uh, up here, he came up here. He came up here. Yeah. Yeah. Again, compass. I mean, he did, yeah, he did um, have a point about that. Yeah, I, I that just seems like an odd trip. But uh, okay, that was Jimmy <laughs> Tony. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, sorry about that, boys. I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, I mean, it was only a little bit awkward. <laughs> But highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we could serve. Uh, that, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Jimmy Tony. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. Uh, so we have. 
a lot of news. I cut this down today because obviously we have like two weeks worth of news to get through. Yeah, let's burn through I cut this through quick. half of it. Okay. <laughs> and there's still a ton because there was a lot of stuff. Right. But we got to start with my favorite way of starting, and um, it's really not my favorite way. Two big losses this week. Mm -hmm. Big, big losses this week. First off, Lee Iacocca. Um, uh, who? Lee Iacocca. Who's Lee Iacocca? Guy who saved Chrysler back in the 80s? Come on, man. I'm sorry. Did he die? <laughs> yeah, he died. Rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> so, rest in peace firstly this week to Billy Drago. Billy Drago passed away at the age of oh, 73. Oh, I forgot about that yes. one. Damn. Uh, this is last week. Uh, he passed away at the age of 73. He died from uh, complications from a stroke uh, hmm. that he had uh, apparently recently. Um, Billy Drago worked with Brian De Palma, Clint Eastwood, legends in the industry. Um, he was also in Invasion USA, the greatest Chuck Norris movie of all time. Of course. Uh, in more genre uh, efforts, he was in Vamp, The Hills Have Eyes from 2006, mm -hmm. uh, Tremors 4, Nice. Like one of the better tremors. <laughs> um, he was in the X Files. He was in a ton of stuff. Um, legendary actor, though. Uh, so rest in peace, Billy Drago. Rest in peace. You will be missed. And uh, this one was a big one. It's happened just today, I believe it was. Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, rest in peace, Rip Torn. What? Yeah. Oh God, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Rest in peace to Rip Torn. Uh, oh, he passed man. away today at the age of 88. Um, no cause of death was listed. However, it was noted that he passed with his wife and daughters by his side. Damn. So either he was sick or something happened or sure. you know, he was 88 years old. So it could have been anything, but it sounds like it was something that was coming because yeah. they Well, you know, I mean, it could have been there. a heart attack and then they gathered sure, at the hospital sure. or something. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, oh, Rick Torn, geez, though, man. Yeah, I didn't Rick hear Torn about that. has over 190 acting credits to his name. Uh, he's just pro prolific. Is that the right word for ah. it? Nicely prolific done, actor. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's a prolific actor. Uh, see, your cousin leaves. I get smarter. Um, uh, most notably, recently, probably for the Men in Black movies. Yep. He was the... the I forget what his name was in Men in Black. Was he M? No, he wasn't M. Whatever. He was, he was the, yeah. the head honcho in Men in Black. Um, he was also in The Man Who Fell to Earth, which was the Bowie movie. Right? That was the Bowie movie, I believe. Uh, I've not actually seen it. I'm fairly certain that was the Bowie movie. What's Look it called? It the Man Who Fell to Earth. Look it up real quick. I think so, um, yeah. He was, he was in uh, A Stranger's Watching, Beastmaster, Robocop 3. Um, however, nothing will top his hilariously amazing role in Dodgeball. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> necessary. Is it necessary to drink my own urine? No, but I... But it's sterile. But it's sterile and I, I enjoy the, the taste. I like the taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will all time be my favorite role of his. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I said, rest in peace to Rip Torn. That is yeah. a huge, Damn. huge loss. Um, but uh, but yeah, okay. Like I said, we're going to fly through this news here. Um, Friday the 13th legal battle has claimed another victim um, in a very similar fashion to the way that the Friday the 13th game was stopped. Now NECA's toy line is also being stopped. Uh. So if you are a toy collector and you like the Friday the 13th stuff, uh, well, if stuff that was already in production is going to be finished, but anything beyond that will uh, will not happen. Um, this is likely the case for any other merchandising as well. Um, so that sucks. So it, this the whole thing is messy. And from the looks of it, it's going to be years before this clears up. Yeah, so sucks. don't expect anything new from Friday the 13th in a long, long time. Well, except for Never Hike Alone. Except for, though, the fan films are going to go strong, and, and we're probably going to get even more of those. And honestly, like, Never Hike Alone was amazing. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Paul Rudd has officially joined the cast of the new Ghostbusters. All right. Um, and uh, if this sounds very much like the old rumors of a Judd Apatow sequel from a few years ago, it's like that's ki kind of coming true. Yeah. It's, it's almost like... Um, it's almost like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the director. I can't think of his name. 
Joe Apatow? No, Reitman. Oh, uh, Uh, Jason uh, Reitman. Jason Reitman, It's almost like he loved that idea of a Judd Apatow movie, Mm -hmm. and maybe he's, like, taking cues from that, because I love Paul Rudd. I think he'll be perfect in this type of comedic role. Well, the the type of dry humor from the original Ghostbusters is, is like, the the guys in the Apatow movies are sort of that new age Mm -hmm. dry humor crew. That's not to say that his whole movie is going to be like that, but getting Paul Rudd is a a, a great choice. Yeah, very cool. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Moving on. Producer, uh, it produced Producer Leroy and Ready Player One producer Dan Farah are set to bring Hellraiser to the small screen. Right. We're getting a Hellraiser television show, really? which is pretty crazy. It's unclear whether it's going to be a narrative or an anthology. I hope it's a narrative because an anthology would be cool. I like narratives, though. They give you more to be invested in on the stories. I'm cool Plus either way, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it'll more be cool. More Hellraiser stuff to watch. I don't know. It's true. It's yeah. true. Um, no, no word whether... Doug Bradley will have anything to do with it. Um, clearly, they're going in different directions than where the last movie. Ha- quick, I don't know. Quick question. Quick yes. sidebar. You showed Judgment to Chris, Chris Jordan. Jordan. Did and, he like uh, it? his friend Kelly. They did like it. Okay, good. Yeah, That's did. all I need to know. Yep. Um, let's see here. Speaking of TV, the CW has once again restarted their development on the Lost Boy series. Okay. Um, uh, by recasting all but two roles and reshooting the pilot later this year. <laughs> they. This is never going to get off the ground. They nah. just... They, this is, I think, the third time it's been restarted at this mm-hmm. point. Crazy. Uh, also, over at the uh, Warner Media streaming service, we are getting an animated prequel series, Gremlins, Secret of the Mogwai. Really? Which I'm actually really excited about this. It's going to be a 10-episode series, half an hour apiece. Uh, it reminds me of the old like Beetlejuice or real Ghostbusters cartoons. Yeah. Like, they don't really have anything to do with the movies, maybe, but they're just fun animated yeah. like, spinoffs. And yeah. I always love those. Um, set in the 1920s Shanghai, the series will tell the story of how 10-year-old Sam Wing met the young mogwai called Gizmo. Along with a teenage street thief named L, Sam and Gizmo take the perilous journey through the Chinese countryside, encountering and sometimes battling colorful monsters and spirits from Chinese folklore. Cool. On their quest to return Gizmo to his family, they uncover a legendary treasure and are pursued by the power-hungry industrialist and his growing army of evil gremlins. Hmm. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds great. Uh, continuing on here, Netflix is developing a massive, quote-unquote massive, live-action adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman, oh. which I know there's a lot of Sandman fans out there. Mm-hmm. I've not personally read them, but I'm fully aware of how huge that comic series mm-hmm. or graphic novel series is. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. David Goyer is set to produce. Um, Alan Heinberg, who wrote Wonder Woman, is going to write the, uh, the, the treatment or pilot, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. A lot of big names attached to that. Uh, Three from Hell is going to be released in nearly 900 select movie theaters from September 16th, 17th, and 18th through Fathom's digital broadcast network, Fathom Events. Um, here's the weird thing about this. Um, it's going to be broadcast the unrated version to theaters each night featuring unique bonus content. On September 16th, moviegoers will see a special video introduction from Rob Zombie with the first 50 attendees at each theater receiving an exclusive posters. Um, on the 17th, audiences will be treated to a nearly 30-minute behind-the-scenes look of the making of the film. Cool. And on the 18th, moviegoers will experience the ultimate double feature, including Three from Hell and The Devil's Rejects. They did that with 31 when we and saw we, it. And we did, yeah. yeah. They had the after-scenes thing. I actually Seems forgot like about Rob that Zombie until you just thing, mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, cool. Pretty cool. Uh, that was all breaking from Bloody Disgusting. I pretty much read that straight from. But uh, that's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. if you want to see it, I don't, I'm assuming it's going to get released normally as well. There's been no dates for it, though. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be. It has to, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
Um, let's see here. Darren Lynn Bowsman's <coughs> new Saw film begins shooting this week. Um, it was being produced by Chris Rock. We already knew that. Um, and uh, we now have confirmation that Chris Rock will star alongside that bad motherfucker, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> We're getting Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson in a Saw movie. This is so... It's I don't... But Darren Lynn so, Bowsman's directing it. I don't know how I feel about it's this. It's so <laughs> wacky that I think it'll work for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, like, I think it'll... I, I'm definitely curious, and plus, I'm not. I mean, I love all the Saw movies. As do I. I'm not. I'm. I even like Jigsaw. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, I I'm an apologist for the entire series. I think because, I mean, most people like most of the series. Some of them don't like other like certain installments. I like it all, and if there's a new one, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, probably. I agree, um, but it's just weird. It's just a weird. Yeah, it's very, it's <laughs> it's very weird, bizarre. Yeah, uh, it's, no worries. Sam, Sam Jackson, I can see. It, in in there like in the role like he's played some more he's he's played dramatic roles and he plays them very well it's Chris Chris Rock I can't really see in drama yeah. you know what I mean yeah I don't know so I'm, I mean I'm interested though I mean I think it'll it'll be a cool in, departure for him and he was great in Dogma it's a drama right <laughs> sure I guess it's like the Passion of the Christ <laughs> uh, no word though on Tobin Bell whether or not he's going to be in it yeah so um, let's see here uh, my last thing before you get to the blues here um, rumor so this is all rumor however it's it's as as uh, the guy from Bloody Disgusting said it's hard not to report on this mm -hmm. if it is true but this is all rumor just putting that out there front street the front rumor street. is that David Gordon Green uh, is not only returning to direct the Halloween sequel but it could be Two sequels. Oh yeah. Shooting back to back for a back to back release in the same month. I like that. That's crazy. If it's if it's true, it's Can you crazy imagine and seeing, it's awesome. Seeing a Halloween movie at the beginning of October and then another new Halloween movie at the end of October. Yes, that would be, be awesome. fucking I've never even heard of that before. No. That would be amazing. Super, super amazing. Was there another series that did that? Did, Not did, that I know of. Not not releasing them back to back. I know, I know the Hobbit fashion. movies were all shot back to back, right? Yeah, they were released. But they years were released apart. years yeah. okay, or at least once a year, one once one, a year. Yeah, um, but that's just crazy. Um, that, uh, Brad Miska was <clears> the one that uh, he said it comes from a, a very very reliable source. Cool. I mean, so like I yeah. said, that's all. It's all just rumor. But come on, yeah, hard not to do it. Uh, Blues, what do we got? All right, I'm going to burn through these quick. CBS Home Entertainment and Paramount Home Entertainment have announced the release dates for uh, the upcoming blue release of The Stand miniseries. Uh, mm -hmm. The miniseries based on the novel of the same name by Stephen King and directed by Mick Garris. This, I don't think I ever knew that was directed by Mick yeah, Garris. So this was, um, this was a TV series that was never supposed to get a restoration because old, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, Chris Jordan will correct me if I'm wrong because he's <laughs> kind of a pro on this. The miniseries was basically, I think, archived on essentially VHS. Really? So there was no negatives to actually repress from to repress a, a, a reproduction from. Really? Um, That's interesting. Or a restoration, rather. Yeah. Um, and if they did, they'd have to redo all the CGI and this and that. It's, it's a whole ordeal. Mm. I said he knows more about it than I do. But like even Mick Garris said there was no hope of getting a restoration of this. But it sounds like we're getting it now. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. All right, then. Uh, that's out September 24th. Oh, I jumped ahead for some reason here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Scream Factory announced the Omen Collection Deluxe Edition will be hitting Blu-ray on October 15th. The collection includes a 4K remaster of the 1976 film from the original negative by 20th Century Fox, as well as Damien Omen 2 from 1978, 1981's The Final Conflict, Omen 4 The Awakening from 1991, and 2006 Remake. 
all packaged in a brand new rigid slipcover case with brand new artwork, and they're only making 10,000 units. Why are you making that obscene gesture? I hate the Omen movies. You do? I like the remake, because it's it's better, oh. quite frankly. You don't I, like the original I don't Omen? like the originals. Now, the packaging to this one is it looks amazing. cool. I might yeah. buy it just for the packaging. Yeah. I actually already have them on Blu-ray. It was given to me from a gift, mm-hmm. or as a gift, or whatever. I just, I don't like the Omen movies. I think mm. they're boring. Personally, I think you're boring. That's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> All right, next up, Chuck Russell's 1988 remake of The Blob will be hitting Blu-ray on October 29th via Scream Factory. The release is being presented presented as a collector's edition with brand new slipcover art by Joel Robinson. Super dope artwork, by the way, which will have a guarantee for the first three months of the release. Scream Factory says extras will be announced on a later date, but we can confirm that we have produced already a slew of them. Nice. Uh, yeah. Next up is The Hills Have Eyes 2, directed by everybody's favorite craven dog, Wes Craven. Craven dog? <laughs> Why you're such a craven dog. Yeah, I'll play that song for you later. It's awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> that will be... It's a, it's a song by my old band director's band. <laughs> called the, Why would anybody know that? Called The Process. You wouldn't, but I'm going to show it to you. And called it's the what? The Process. Oh, these are The Process? They're, they're, like, they're, like highly, they're like highly acclaimed here in Detroit. They've really? won all kinds of awards and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, they're like a, like a reggae band made up of all a bunch of, like a bunch of white dudes. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that will be hitting, <laughs> that'll be hitting shelves uh, on Blu-ray in the U.S., U.K., and Canada, courtesy of Arrow Video. This limited edition release will include a brand new 2K restoration from the original elements, as well as new commentary, a making of featurette, Six postcards, a reversible poster, a limited edition 40-page booklet, and a reversible sleeve with newly commissioned artwork by Paul Shipier. I'm into that. Uh, UK, September 16th, and US, September 17th. Um, I already did the stand, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, ahead of the animated Adams Family film, Paramount has announced the October 1st DVD and Blu-ray releases of the Adams Family and Adams Family Values, which will be available individually or in... A two-movie combo pack. I love those movies. Yeah, me too. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like them. I don't really get it. Some people think that Christopher Lloyd is terrible as Uncle Fester. I'm like, you're you're stupid. You're stupid. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, we talked. You are a stupid. Yeah, you're you're dumb. (laughs) Just go go back to your hole in the ground. Speaking of hole in the ground, a film that we watched a couple weeks ago (laughs) that hit shelves on Blu-ray and DVD uh, this past Monday via Vertigo releasing. The region free release comes with a bonus featurette called Inside the Hole in the Ground. Very creative. 13 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage and interviews with the first-time director Lee Cronin and his cast and crew. I think you should pick this one up because I love that movie. And I don't buy movies as much as you do. It's true. Uh, Last, oh, I guess not last because you sent me one on the fly Mm. earlier. So I'm going to have to do that one on the fly. But uh, hitting 4K Ultra HD on October 1st from Sony Pictures Home Entertainment is the 2009 horror comedy Zombieland directed by Ruben Fleischer. The 10th anniversary edition will also feature new interviews with the cast looking back on this original film in anticipation for its 2019 follow-up, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. And there's a whole, there's a giant list of special features, and I'm not going to go through them right now because we don't have time. Um, The last thing that you sent me, I'm literally just going to kind of read it off of Bloody Disgusting here because I didn't have time to write it down. So, um, the... Uh, this year's fun horror anthology, Nightmare Cinema, heads to Blu-ray in September. They say I'm bloody disgust- disgusting. This is courtesy of John Squires at Bloody Disgusting. Uh, it's got segments from Mick Garris, Joe Dante, David Slade, Ryuhei Kitamura, and Alejandro Bruges. 
Uh, it's called Nightmare Cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a low-key reboot of Masters, the Masters of Horror television series, which everybody loves yep. Masters of Horror, right? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, da, 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 let's see. Sorry, I'm literally just kind of... If, uh, if if you want to wait for a physical... It's, it's out on VOD soon-ish <laughs> or right now. I'm seriously, I'm just reading this right now. Uh, but the physical copy is coming to DVD and Blu-ray on September 3rd. Yeah, anything that Mick Garris has his hands on, so you know it's going to be good. He loves the craft. He loves oh, yeah. everything about it. Like, Absolutely. Like I said, it's a Masters, it's, and he was behind the original Masters yeah. of Horror. So mm-hmm. like, he's really good at putting together these anthology series. So Nightmare Cinema was one that I'm, I've been looking forward to, so I'm, I'm excited to get that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Sorry about the clusterfuck of a... Of a, a yeah. Of a life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Uh, to end of the news, we have Evil Dead news. Oh, of course, I'm going to save this for last. So um, Sam Raimi has has been on the docket, uh, or on the circuit, rather, talking about Crawl, uh-huh. the new... Uh, Alex- was it Alexandra Ha? Uh, I believe it's Alexandra Ha. Is it? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Is it? No. I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. No, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're bad at it's this. It's that alligator movie, Crawl. Uh, he produced it, and he's been uh, he's been on the circuit talking and bloody disgusting. Uh, caught up with him and asked him about Evil Dead. Oh, it is Alexander. Uh-huh. Okay, I thought it yeah. was aha. Uh-huh. Um, and this is aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, they asked him what was going on with the Evil Dead franchise, and this is what he had to say. I'd love to make another one. I don't think TV is in its future, but we're talking about Bruce Campbell, or what we're talking about, uh, him, Bruce Campbell, and Rob Tabert, uh, but one or two different ways to go for the next movie, Hmm. he says. We'd like to make another Evil Dead feature, and in fact, we're working on some ideas right now. Uh, He goes on to say, I would be thrilled if Bruce Campbell changed his mind about retirement, would come back for the original Evil Dead timeline. This is Which, Raimi saying yes, this? Yes, this is Sam Raimi saying I this. I mean, come on. But if not, I'm very happy to work with Fede Alvarez if he would come back and make a sequel. But he's such a big shot now. He's so successful, an artist in demand, that I don't think that he'd want to do that. Now, mm. Fede Alvarez had said that he would love to make one, though. Yeah. He's already said that. Like right. He put a poll out at one point in time asking what he should do next. Mm-hmm. Don't Breathe 2 or Evil Dead 2, basically. So this is still very much in Fede Alvarez's And the answer mind. was a resounding yes. Yes. To both. To, to both. <laughs> um... And then he goes, uh, I think that it's part of Evil Dead Universe. Um, oh, no, he was asking this is about storyline of whether or not Fetty Alvarez's takes place in it. Mm-hmm. He goes, I think that Fetty Alvarez's movie does take place, but in like a different corner of the universe, sure. if that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, he goes, uh, I think that you might see some action on the Evil Dead movie in the next six months. Wow. So that's fucking amazing news. Wow. So um, who knows what's going wow. to be. Wow. 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 Um, <laughs> Owen Wilson likes it. Um, But that's just such good news, and I'm so happy that they're going to continue doing this, even with or without Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to see more Evil Dead, however that happens. I'm into it. Yes, sir. So that is your news. Awkward silence. I I just realized I stole the sort of the boom that was the news thing. I'm sorry, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. But here we go. So we're going to shut Michael down for a moment here before he finishes anything out of that glorious face of his that should be beat with the Hulk's hammer. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to give you, we're talking about some some music-themed horror today, right? So we're going to give you a little bit of music-themed news or uh, stupid fact of the day for you. All right. All right, so I, I believe it's Chopin, 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 C H O P I N, Chopin. We're gonna call it. Well, a, I guess if you're really going French, it's Chopin. It, it, it's his last name. He's a composer. Yeah. And we're gonna call it. A, he's a pianist, and we're gonna call it Chopin for this for this uh, sake of argument. <laughs> so you might be familiar with his classic funeral march. Bum bum ba dum bum ba da. 
So his funeral march first appeared in the 1830s. It was the third movement in his sonata number two in B flat minor. So despite the piece's serious tone, his iconic melody has been used to embellish morbid humor for what seems like pretty much forever, right? Yeah. So nobody knows for sure exactly what inspired him to write it, but there's evidence that it's associated with the Polish uprising of the 1830s. Chopin, who was born in Poland, sympathized with the countrymen in the revolt against the Russians right mm-hmm. uh, so though he was living in exile somewhere in Europe he feared for his family and friends uh, against the Russians violent response so Chopin's march has been played at the funerals of the heads of state including John F. Kennedy and ironically Russian leaders uh-huh. Brezhnev and Stalin but the very first time his march was performed at a funeral was his own funeral really oh so there you go there's a little history on the little Chopin facts Chopin Chopin <laughs> It's like champagne, like champagne. 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 Oh, Oh, the French. Oh, the Russians. Okay. um, All right. So that was your stupid fact of the day. And boom, that was the news. All right. Thank you, Jay. So, uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to play a few tunes in Drop Ed. (laughs) Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right. Uh, All right. So we're back on track now. I uh, I thought that that news was going to push us over the edge, but uh, we're back on track. We're good. Step back from the edge. So um, there's a there's a long-standing history of rock and roll bands, mm. uh, and the rumors that they have sold their soul to the z- devil. Souls uh, to the devil. To the devil. The evil. And <laughs> it's d evil. It's dick evil. <laughs> That's what devil stands for. Uh, you evil dick. Evil dick. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, and there's there's a long standing history of that though. Uh, <clears throat> even back down to the who the devil went down to Georgia. What's his name? Uh, oh, Dan- uh, Charlie Daniels. Uh, no, is that Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Daniels? I don't think it's not Charlie Daniels. Isn't that Charlie Daniels? No, it's, what's his name? It's I forget his name now. Wow, devil went down to Georgia. He was weird, looking for a soul skill. But um, like that, it's it's this is like like rock and roll folklore. You know that this happens. Like Motley Crue, a lot of those old '80s metal bands are said to have like sold their soul to the devil. It is Charlie Daniels. Band, is it Charlie Daniels? Piece okay, of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Um, so our first movie. Of the oh, night. you're probably thinking of the Primus uh, no. version. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of a different artist actually. Um, but the first movie we're talking about tonight is called American Satan. It's from Americans. 2017. Um, you've probably not heard of this movie. Why? Honestly. I think most people haven't. We did. I'm just going out on a limb. <laughs> going out on a limb saying that most people have not heard of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by a guy named Ash uh, Ivaldson. 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 Mm, Ivaldson. Could be either. Who is actually the... He's uh, He's not really a... He's not really a... Well, he, I guess he's a he's writer. Done, and so he's, well, he's done music videos for a lot of bands, including Black Veil Brides and Black Veil Brides and Asking Alexandria, which makes a whole lot of sense because two members or one member from each of those bands is in this movie. Well, he's also, isn't Ash Avildsen also the head of Sumerian Records? Oh, he could be. I think that's why I mean, he this, made this movie. This was a Sumerian movie, in <laughs> yeah. all fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, so American Satan from 2017 is about a young rock band, half of its members from England and half from the U.S., drop out of college and move to the Sunset Strip to chase their dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is starring 
Andy Burzak as Johnny Faust, who is the singer. Now, he is the singer of the band Black Veil Brides. Right. Uh, this is his first movie. Uh, you have Bobo Stewart. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. Boo-boo Stewart. Honey Boo-boo Stewart uh, <laughs> playing Vic, uh, lead guitar. Vic Lakota. Uh, you have Ben Bruce playing Leo. Who's also the guitar player of Asking Alexandria. Oh, that's him? That is yes. him? Okay. Let's see here. You have uh, John Bradley, who plays Ricky the manager. Samuel Tawley. He's pretty fantastic. He's from, Love uh, his character. He's from Game of Thrones. He was oh, okay. great in this movie. Okay. You have uh, Jesse Sullivan, who plays Lily as the bass player. <laughs> who was not great in this movie. Uh, smoking, <laughs> smoking hot and like a weird... Uh, alternative sort of? sort of sort of yeah I don't know like, not not a good actress though not, well she she's not really an actress though that's the thing is she, she oh I get well she she's she really is. she is but she, she really just isn't. doesn't have a lot of credits to her name uh, she was in a movie her first movie was a short from 2015 called fuck you <laughs> <laughs> what a name um, and then to round up the band you have Sebastian Gregory playing Dylan the drummer mm-hmm. uh, so that's pretty much uh, that's that's the band uh, oh, Mark Boone Jr Mark Boone Jr man fucking love him he's from uh, Sons of Anarchy Sons of Anarchy he was in uh, Boondock Saints and uh, what the heck, I like a ton of stuff Yep. Uh, so yeah, he played Elias, the label manager, basically. Denise, you have Denise Richards, Denise Richards, who played Cat, who was the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm fucking McDowell, who plays Satan. Which is come actually, on, that's actually his come middle on. name too. I, that's a little known fact. Malcolm Satan McDowell. No, Malcolm fucking McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Bill Duke, who, and this is sort of a little bit of a spoiler, plays Gabriel. Mm. Which I'm going to get into my 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 theory here. Let me go. Let me come back here. Uh, Drake Bell from Josh and Drake, of course, plays Damien. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, what a bad name for that character. It just dawned on me how oh. how cliche that character yeah. name was. Um, and then in the role of a lifetime, you have tour manager Hawk, played by the incomparable Bill, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Fuck yes. I, I mean, laughed, but he was actually pretty good. Yeah, he was, I, I love Bill Goldberg. He was, he's just a dumb big ape. Ever, ever, <laughs> since, ever since the first time I saw him spear somebody, I was like, hell yeah. I'm not even a huge wrestling fan, but damn it, I love him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's just a big dumb ape in this movie, but he... but but. <laughs> It, you know what? It's perfect. He's really not. He's he's actually. Yeah, he, he's actually he's actually pretty good. Like he's he's like he's actually pretty he's, good. He's streetwise as hell. Yeah, and, which is a for a movie that has a lot of super well known established actors mm-hmm. and a lot of really really first time starting off actors. It that it actually is a everything meshes pretty fucking well in this yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely. Um. So uh, yeah. So uh, the the flick it, it's pretty it's. Pretty straightforward, actually, in the sense of a band selling their soul to the devil. You know, they they move to L.A. They mm-hmm. get approached by Malcolm McDowell on the street in different forms, yeah. and eventually they follow him and listen to him, and uh, they essentially they sell their souls to the devil. I mean, and the whole movie I, is it, them basically paying that price. It's straightforward, but in a way, I think it, it feels like kind of a like a veiled critique of the music industry oh, you know abs- what i mean absolutely like it's, is. it's it's definitely i guess it's not even really veiled that much it's pretty in your face like mm-hmm. they they wrestle like they go from zero to a hundred and end up wrestling with all of the demons that rock bands sure. wrestle with drugs and sex oh. and 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 rock and roll <laughs> everything in this movie though i will say is very on the nose yeah, they didn't really hide, especially too, the cocaine. It's very on the nose. Uh, the <laughs> uh, uh, let's uh, uh, Ricky. Ricky really knew about that part. Uh, he had the time of his life, though. Are you oh. on coke? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so this movie is not a straight up horror movie. 
I think that when uh, from the previews, because we had not seen this obviously before this, right? Uh, from the trailers, I think we thought that it might be a little bit more horror than it was. This is more of like a, a, a drama ish, I guess. It's like a horror drama. Yeah. I, I don't know how else I'm, to describe it. I guess. I, yeah. It's a mood drama. Piece. It's, a, it's a mood piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would probably throw it under the category that you hate, which is thriller. It's kind of kind of a thriller i wouldn't put this on a thriller you don't think so no no this is i, I would well imdb would because it says drama music thriller yeah, you if prick. i owned this and put it on my shelf it'd be in my drama section really yeah really yeah really really okay um no i liked it though i actually like this movie a lot i thought I it was too. really really good i thought yeah. it was really well made i thought that uh it was the characters were really fun i yeah. thought that like i said malcolm mcdowell is is so perfect in so many roles and uh, so many roles he does mm -hmm. like in the new halloween movies and rob zombies halloween him taking up the loomis yeah uh a seat yeah he was amazing at yeah, it he's, he's great. perfect for it. him playing satan in this he's just perfect he's one of those actors that just for certain types of roles mm -hmm. he was like made for them yeah and i kind of feel like playing the devil was one of those roles for him like like it was just like he just oozes satan like i, I <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's and, weird because it, it really worked. If I'm not mistaken, is he classically trained? Is he a classically he trained be. actor? He's, he's got to be, be right. British, of course. <laughs> They're <laughs> all, all classically all trained. British actors are classically this movie's, trained. This movie's got because in a lot of his roles, that sort of classically trained actor vibe comes through, and it did in this too. But also with like a little bit of, like a little bit of just filth sure. attached oh, yeah. to it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like grit. Like yeah. it's just kind of gross at yeah. times. Yeah. Not not gross as in gross. Gross as in dirty and just kind of like gritty yeah i, I couldn't tell there were times when uh it seemed like he was trying to speak with a, i know that he can he can do an american accent yeah but it seemed like he would be like volleying back and forth between a an american accent and a british accent and i wondered if that was sort of like at first i was like ah oh, that's weird like it's, why is because, he doing that but then I was, the devil doesn't have a place that's man. that's kind of what i was thinking is it was it, like the devil is just this uh I don't know, like this free-flowing free form. Half the band so was American, half the band was British, so maybe that was to appeal to both sides appeal of the Appeal to band. both sides, right on. I'm just making that right up. On, right on, right on. I think um, it was something like that. It's just been slightly been. over my I head. I didn't notice it as much as I think you did. Hmm. Um, one here's, here's something that I really liked about it. Being that both of us have sort of grown up in the music quote-unquote industry at least the playing in playing playing music though and knowing what it's like to be a band the struggling and starting off yeah, and going sure. through going through all that you even more a little bit more than me because you actually were in a signed touring band at mm -hmm. one point um but like i like how this this movie actually shows what it's like to play music before you're signed yeah you know they, they even bring up the whole point about selling tickets to pay to play shows basically where yeah. it's like you get booked at a show and like, well you have to sell 50 tickets you know and it's like and how much that sucks yeah like and because it, it does, and that's the thing that actually happens, and it sucks. But at the same time, they're like, they're because like it, it seemed like everybody was kind of put off by it, but one of the members was like, "Well, fuck, we'll member, take two them, stacks. Yeah, yeah, we'll go out." The and singer, we'll sell. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Which, as a singer of, of of all the bands that I've been in, I would never do that. The, <laughs> I'd be like, "Give us half." <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not gonna sell any of these. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, that's why. But I did like that though, because it was you could tell that it was written by people who had done that. Right. Like that's a very small aspect that I think that if it was a big time writer that had never been in the music industry, they wouldn't know anything about that. Right. You know, like they really wouldn't. Yeah. It had so a very, I, I appreciated. It that. Had a very authentic feel, and I, I authentic. Uh, thank uh, you. Uh, was, aside yeah. from that aspect of it feeling authentic. Authentic. There was another thing that I brought up to you because I knew that Andy Beersack was uh, from Black Veil Brides. Yes. 
and and I thought he actually did a, a pretty amazing job. Like his acting chops were pretty good in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but then the live shots of them because there are there are portions of this movie that almost feel like um, uh, like you and I. I if you're if you're a musician or if you're a big fan of bands like you buy band DVDs where it'll be like half behind the scenes like on stu- on tour like mm-hmm. seeing what the band does when they're when they're not on stage and then half of it is like live shots you know what i mean yeah and the live shots of this band in this movie i was like man these feel really real like it it seems like they really went out of their way to get people to get actors who were very comfortable with their instruments and then i realized uh andy beer i mean I, we, we already knew andy beersack was a singer in a band and then i realized ben bruce who is the guitar player yep. in asking alexandria and i was like that makes a lot of sense so it's pretty cool like you don't you've seen we've seen musicians try to act before and yeah. it doesn't always go that well no, he was actually pretty good in this yeah I, they both I, were yeah I think actually i think was ben really was better than andy quite Did frankly you really? yeah i actually liked ben bruce's character a lot i thought he was it's really the british good. accent dude you think it is? You think like, we just automatically think they're English, shitty? English people just sound better <laughs> no, at everything. Wait, wait, is he British? <laughs> yeah. How? The dude, yeah. What? In why, real? Why do I? Do, was he doing an American accent though in this? No, he's British. He was. Oh, he, why, it was, why can't that? Why don't, it was I don't him, remember him being British. For it was some him and the drummer. Yes, and, you're right. Okay. And uh, their manager. You're right. You're right. Um, they they are the ones that flew over from Britain. played by John yes. Bradley. They were all three from England. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. I think that uh, to to your point um, uh, about what were you just talking about, it was uh, uh, the fact that they just felt very authentic on stage. Yes. So, if funny enough, Andy Berzak, who is the singer of Blackville Brides, mm-hmm. his voice was not used in the singing of this movie. That wasn't his that voice. Was not his voice. Why? Uh, I don't know, um, but it wasn't. It says uh, right here. It says while Andy Burzak was a musician in real life, Blackville Brides, the vocals for the songs in the movie were done by Remington Lee, of the lead singer of Palais Royale. Oh, really? I've never heard of that band before, but I it have. was. I've never heard of them before. Um, I wonder if maybe. I wonder if it was licensing issues, like because that wouldn't make sense. Why not? Well, I guess what, he's like, a, I, they're I all guess... original songs, so that wouldn't. It's not like they're singing Blackville Bride songs. No, some sometimes uh, I'm you, trying or to. You can't use his voice. Li- yeah, literally. You, maybe like his, his like. But this his is a voice Sumerian movie. Show. They're signed to Sumerian Records. I'm pretty sure. That's true. Maybe they're not. I'm not sure. That could be a correction. But like, did you notice? Did you notice that? So the name of the record label in this movie was Acadian, and it was spelled A K K A D. Yeah. Like Mustafa Akkad. Oh, probably. You think was. it's? You think that Very was a call out to I Halloween? I mean, it could be. It could be. That's kind of what I thought. It could be, or just KKK sympathizers over here. Oh, jeez, man. You said there's three Ks, right? No, 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 two Ks. Oh, well, they said it was A. <laughs> I didn't say Never anything mind. about the number Never of Ks. Mind. I thought you said there was three Ks. <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of weird. I think you just wanted it to be that, Mike. I did not want it to be that. It's the racist. devil, in all fairness. It's it's the devil. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, so, I, so so basically what happens is this band, they start off their... their nobodies like but they the the american group of musicians for some reason they already have like a distro deal Mm -hmm. and they already have uh like well they tell the guys from england that they already have like a tour lined up and everything they get them to come over from england and they tell the drummer that right oh yeah to get him involved Turns he's out, like, turns like, out they don't, you don't really have, have anything. We're living in a van. He <laughs> <laughs> was totally undersold on this entire thing. <laughs> and it turns out they don't really have or anything going though. on. But then they meet the devil, and the devil can pretty much take them to the top 
immediately, yep. but he needs a human sacrifice yep. in order to take them to the top. And they decide to... Somebody well, really here, didn't like Drake and Josh well, because they a, killed Drake Bell. <laughs> the, the guy's, uh, his name is Johnny Faust. Mm-hmm. Faust is the, you know, the famous character f- from Faust. Yes. And well, this whole this whole entire movie was was sort of based on Faust. Right. The idea of the uh, like a uh, like a Faustian dilemma is, um, you basically have to, you have to make a choice to do something terrible. To get what you want, or make the, the make same the right choice concept like, in the Phantom of the Paradise, because he was yeah. his Faust. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, Phantom of Paradise yep. was actually this. This sort of was like <laughs> very well, in, in certain ways, in yeah. other ways not. But yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're very similar themes at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized that Damien was the guy that they killed, mm-hmm. and it was the devil that wanted to sacrifice Damien. So it was almost like God sacrificing Jesus, his son. It was the devil sacrificing his son oh. for this man's well-being. Weird. That's weird. It's a weird parallel, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't like about this movie is the ending. And you're going to be probably shocked by this. Um, <gasps> I really... So at the very end, you have uh, Johnny Faust. Uh, he's in He's in jail. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, he's in jail, and he's uh, and like he's. They're asking him why they did what they did, and this and that. And he goes in this big long spiel about how religion fucks everybody up, and religion is the root of all the evil, and this and that, and blah blah blah. blah right? Mm-hmm. I hated that part. I thought it was so on the nose and unnecessary. Yeah, it seemed like sort of just it was contrived. Like, like, it, yeah, it was like somebody really just wanted to make this statement. Yeah. And you know me, like usually I'm drawn to that stuff because of my own personal beliefs. But like when, actually, when it's not done well, though, it wasn't it's him. super cheesy. It wasn't him that said that. It was Lily. No, it wasn't. It was the bass player. Oh, no, no, no. What, no, he, what he was saying no, when it, he was, was going on his rant was he's like... his interrogation. Yeah, but yeah. no, she was she was giving an interview... Sure. And she was talking about organized religion being like the bane of existence. Sure, but he blah, was blah, doing blah. the same thing though. He was he wasn't actually saying like it's religion's fault and blah blah. blah. Well, what he was saying was this is it's the devil and he will always return. No, like, he actually ba- he goes on that rant too. I just I just watched the clip from it. He, oh, he did. He does touch on that as well. Yeah, we, they, watch, they both we watched do. it two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little foggy. No, I uh, he does do the same okay. thing though. All right. And I thought that in between him and Lily's you know, little monologues at the end there. Yeah. It was just too on the nose. You didn't need it. Yeah. You absolutely did not need that. Yeah. And it was almost like the movie was meant to say this, but they didn't think that they said it well enough. So they just had to really, really so hit the nail like on the hammer. In like, the face with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, or hit the, the nail on the head. Like it was, <clears throat> I didn't like that. I thought that was a bit too much. Um, I, uh, I think that, okay. So here's my, here's my, my thing here. You have uh, Malcolm McDowell who plays the devil, and you have Bill Duke who plays Gabriel. Gabriel obviously is an archangel. Yeah. And Gabriel and um, Mr. Capricorn, his act technically speaking, Malcolm McDowell's character's name, Mr. Mm-hmm. Capricorn, mm-hmm. Uh, aka Satan, mm-hmm. they're always together. And to me, the way that I read this movie is that it's almost like you have the angel on one shoulder, devil on the other shoulder. Which one do you choose? Because the entire movie, you have the devil telling you to go to left, and you have the, the angel telling you to go right. On my shoulder. But did you get that though? That that was kind of what that is because they were both influencing him in yeah. the exact same way. Well, yeah, one would show. They weren't necessarily on screen at the same time, no, but one no. would show up and say one thing, and yep. then the other one would show up and say basically the direct opposite. And in the very beginning, Gabriel actually says it's all about perception. Hmm. 
it's all about what how you perceive things to be. Mm-hmm. And they could have chosen one way or the other, and they just kept choosing the road of the devil. Right. When on the other shoulder, they knew better. Right. Basically, is I, I thought that was kind of a cool a cool way to show that. I thought that was really really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, now here's here's the thing. Super spoiler territory. So if you actually do want to watch this, uh, I would skip ahead. 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, 10 we, minutes or so. Did we rent this? or what, what? We rented this, okay. yeah. We rented this. It's not on streaming. Uh, I we think we rented it on three Prime. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Was, again, spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're good. Was Lily the devil the entire movie? Mm. I have my answer. Well, Lily is short for Lilith. Is that what you're getting at? I'm... I, Go through your process. I well, I I'm not. Because did you pick up on this at all? I'm not crazy. What was weird about her character? I'm not crazy, well versed in in uh, in this kind of stuff. But I know that Lilith in. I don't. Yeah. I feel like her name was more them trying to be smart and not so much necessarily that it works the way that you want it to work. I don't want it to work anyway. I'm just I'm saying. Just, I, I'm, think I'm, that was, I'm, I think that was just them being like, "Ooh, Lily is short for Lilith." Mm. That's. I think they just did that. Okay. That's my. That's my takeaway. Well, everybody else had names that were pretty exactly. on the nose, though. Well, but did, sure, sure, that's right, true. Right. That's true. Again, though, I also don't know the whole backstory of Lilith, so maybe there's something in there we can get back to this. Sure. I do believe, however, though, that Lily was the devil in every single scene that you see her in. You think so? Lilith, Lilith, Lily and Mm -hmm. Mr. Capricorn never share a scene together in the entire movie. Every single time they go to see him, she walks away and disappears. Well, they actually address that in the, like, the the, uh, Mr. Capricorn actually says that to them at Mm -hmm. one point in time. He's like, how much do you really know about, uh, like, perhaps... It's perhaps, almost like him fucking with them. Perhaps like, how Lily much do you and I actually have know known each her? other for longer than you know. But I wondered if he was being honest or if he was, if it was just trickery, you know what I mean? Yeah, he does say that we've known each other and that would go maybe hand-to-hand with Lilith, depending on how that... Uh, hey, Jay, look up Lilith. From... Uh, from the... From, like, Satan and stuff. <laughs> from, the, from the Book of Nod. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's her backstory? Because we're actually not really well-versed in this. Um, but she is never on screen with the devil, though, and there is one part in time where they actually kind of come out and say it, mm-hmm. but then you don't know if it's true or not. Right. Because they're kind of fucking with you. Right. I think that it was. I think they were front street about it, but it was made to still kind of fuck with you. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if necessarily... Because she brings them into sin with all the drugs and the sex and everything else. Yeah, I was like, going to say, I don't know if she was necessarily the devil so much as she was like a, a vessel for his deeds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. All right, so this is Lilith according to Urban Dictionary. Oh, God. <laughs> In the book of Lilith, one of the, uh, the, one of the books of the Bible, she was Adam's first wife. Uh, she refused God's word of male dominance, and she proved it by being on top during intercourse. That's that she actually got, happens that, in the act, movie. She was banished she, in the movie. From she the, uh, renounces God. Hold on one second. Sorry, sorry. She renounces God in the movie yep. several times, and then when she eventually has sex with uh, with um, Johnny, is mm-hmm. that his name? Yep, with yep. Johnny, she stays on top Johnny? the entire time. Johnny. Johnny Faust. Johnny. 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 Poopoo pants. Johnny. Johnny. Poopoo pants. So the last little bit of that, uh, she was banished from the Garden of Eden, and then Satan took her to be one of his many wives. I think. Uh, yeah. So I think. I think there is a direct yep. correlation between. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that she was satan but she was like i said she was a vessel for his deeds okay yeah and she was on top you're right Mm -hmm. and she uh, oh shit yeah 
deep, oh. deep Bible cuts in this movie. I'd let her be on top. <laughs> just, just, I'm just saying. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I was, I like this movie. I thought it was good. I, I did um, too. Yeah, I'd like to rewatch it actually. As would I. As um, would I. Aside from the fact that I just I thought it was cool, I like the live music shots and stuff like that. But it's got an interesting story, and I feel like there's more to read into it than what we picked up on the first time through. I you agree. Know? Um, and if you do watch this movie and you like it, there's actually a spinoff series coming called Paradise City. Really? That uh, will star Johnny. Cool. Uh, Gretchen, who was the mom, I believe, right? No, uh, Gretchen. Who was Gretchen? Gretchen was the girlfriend. Gretchen was the girlfriend that we didn't even talk about, but Johnny Faust's girlfriend, <clears> Gretchen. <throat> <clears throat> Fine. Um, she was super unattractive. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Johnny's in it though. Gresham's in it. Leo and Elias both return. Cool. I uh, uh, also it will all, star. All played by the same people. All played by the same people. Oh, very cool. Um, it will also star Feruza Bulk, Bella Thorne, Randy Blythe from um, uh, Lamb of God, the singer okay. from Lamb of God. Cool. Uh, Kellen Quinn. Who is in a band? Oh, I can't. I think of what band he was in. Kellen. Kellen Quinn. I know it. Uh, Juliet Sims, uh, who is she stands on her own, and a slew more of other people. It sounds like there are a lot of musical people though that are in this to kind of fill out the cast. Did you say this is going to be a series? It's a series. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure what it's going to be on, but it's in production right now. So that's pretty cool. Like they're doing like a spinoff series on this. Oh, so, uh, uh, Kellen Quinn is the singer from. I recognize his face. What Sleeping with Sirens? Ah, uh, yep. That's oh it. God. I just heard like I, for as long as we were part of like the the scene. Yeah. I had never heard them, and oh. I I just heard them for the first time uh, like a week ago. So he's that an interesting voice. Terrible. Yeah. I, I actually I actually don't mind it. It's super high pitched and whiny. I might have to. I let, don't mind it though. Maybe their older stuff would be all right, but they have a new song out, and it is just obnoxious. <laughs> My God. Be, would you rather be sleeping with blaring sirens in your ears? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that was um, that's American Satan. Uh, we both recommend it. Um, it was a good flick, so check it out. It's a fun little picture. Okay, so next we move on to the Perfection, the perfection, a movie that was hailed as the most crazy movie Netflix has ever made. Uh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is from 2018, directed by Dick Shepard. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Dick Shepherd, <laughs> Richard Shepherd, he shepherds the dicks. What can we? Do? <laughs> oh that's like it's like every time I watch SVU or something, and Dick Wolf comes up at the end. Dick Wolf is way better than Dick Shepherd. <laughs> that's true. But a wolf, a wolf in sheep's a clothing, wolf in a... fools the shepherd. Dick Wolf and Dick Shepherd should get together and do something like sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do sex. <laughs> you want to do some sex? I feel like we should do sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. When troubled musical prodigy Charlotte, played by Allison Williams, seeks out Elizabeth, played by Logan Browning, uh, the new star pupil of her former school, the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. Uh, um, this, this is a date night movie. I think so. Um, okay, <laughs> let, let's get this. Okay, let's just, let's go through the cast real quick and get this out of the way. Allison Williams plays Charlotte. Allison Williams is a babe, by the way. Yeah, of She's course. She's an absolute fucking babe. Yeah, duh. Um, this director, Dick Shepard, he also directed a whole bunch of scenes or episodes of Girls, which was the show that um, Allison Williams is a part of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he has a fetish of Allison Williams being a lesbian. Well, 
because oh, I, in, in I don't know anything about girls. Well, Allison Williams <laughs> got her asshole eaten out on girls. Oh, that was a pretty famous scene. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to put that on Front Street or anything, but it, <laughs> but that's a thing that happened. What's with you in Front Street tonight? That's the second time you said it. I like Front Street. <laughs> I like Back Street as well. And Backstreet Boys. Apparently so does Allison Williams. Uh, Logan Browning plays Lily, who is the new prodigy uh, for the school. Also beautiful. Also gorgeous. Like, um, uh, like, uh, like, there are scenes where she literally talks about shitting herself and then does. Still hot. <laughs> Still hot. <laughs> who knew you were in a scat play? Um, you have Paloma and Anton, who are the husband and wife duo that run the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, the- let me stop you right there. Anton, played by Stephen Weber. Yes. Stephen Weber, of course, from Wings, and yep. he was also in the uh, the remake of the Shining miniseries, which I have not seen. He played seen. Jack Torrance. But also, I just, I just, I just finished the it novel for the third time in as many years and he is the uh narrator oh is he of the book oh cool oh my I didn't god know that. he does such a good job had no idea and so like when i i had just i had, so i watched this movie a week and a half ago and i had just finished the book like three days before that so hearing his voice in this movie i was like oh damn it i kind of want to start the book again <laughs> don't do he's it so good there's other things that you should know there's not first. it's dr so- sleep you should read Dr. Sleep. Yeah, I know. Um, the last person that we're going to talk about is <clears throat> Molly Grace, who played a young Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the only other one that was really had more of a presence in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie pretty much follows Charlotte and Lizzie and Paloma and Anton exclusively for the most part. So there's not too many other characters to really talk about. Um, just Jeffrey and Theus, who are just kind of crony yeah, douchebags. Yeah. Let's, let's get this out of the way real quick. Um, this movie... Um, Don't... Pound Sorry. your fists together with I, your elbows on the table. It's very loud. <laughs> this movie came to a lot of people's attention because everybody was talking about how this movie was one of the craziest movies they've ever seen. Even Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch, like gore extraordinaire Joe Lynch, yeah. goes, when he when he recommended this, he goes, be forewarned, this movie, quote unquote, really goes for it. Yeah, I didn't see that. There are some parts in it that I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. There was nothing in this movie yeah. that would have given me the reaction that everybody else... Maybe we're jaded. I don't know. Well, yeah, probably. But... The grossest part about it was like puke with maggots in it. Yeah. That was maybe the grossest part. But there was nothing else in this flick that even really held a candle to other movies. I mean, like, there was there was like definitely uh, disturbing subject matter. Sure. Like stuff that you, you know, just gets though, under your skin. You want a movie that has really disturbing subject matter and really fucking goes for it? Mm-hmm. Watch Rambo. <laughs> I, yeah. I go back to that movie a lot, but oh, it's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. The guy ch- fucking cuts a guy in half with a machine gun. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's gory, and the subject matter is terrible because it's real stuff. Like, right. that's a movie... That really goes for it and has disturbing subject matter. Yeah, this movie. Well, this does too. does not live up though to the uh, hype. I maybe Sorry. maybe people weren't talking about the gore because the other stuff that's happening behind the scenes at the uh, the back off academy. Uh-huh. That's all pretty disturbing. That part of it is yes, but even still though, it's not like you've never seen that before in a sure. movie of the older guy taking advantage of the younger girls or right. whatever. Like, it's not like you've never seen and that. Some before. movies actually show it happening. Show it way more. Right. Yeah, this movie actually didn't even show anything like that. Yeah, there was not a single scene of anything. They would always cut away and make your imagination go, right. which is fine. Yeah, 
I don't want to see it anyway. Right, like, right. It, I, I just really don't understand <clears throat> the response this movie got. That being said... That being said... The movie was great. I did like the movie, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. I, I think that the movie, um, it starts very ominous. Mm-hmm. Like, right off the bat, it starts very ominous, yeah. which is always a good sign for a flick. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the story of Allison Williams. She, uh, she was the star prodigy cellist. And um, she went to the school from when she was a child and went through the ranks and became, like, the perfect cellist, basically. Mm -hmm. And then she had to leave the school when her mother fell ill. Yeah. And during this time away, she basically had her eyes opened to what the school actually was. Well, not without some help, though. Like, there's there's some, like, scenes that cut back to... Her being like she basically had like a complete mental breakdown. Oh yeah, she went. And, she went to like shock therapy and like yeah. she was in a psych institution. Right, everything. And it and it was basically through the uh, the electroshock therapy that she came to realize that terrible things were done to her at this academy, but she had been brainwashed before, yep. and she thought like, oh, they're just helping me become the perfection. Yeah. So. And this is basically <clears throat> a story of revenge. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, we know this is a new movie. Yeah. Um, uh, spoilers. There will be spoilers. So again, if you've not watched The Perfection, stop because right. and go watch it and then come back because we are going to give away the twists and all that stuff. Yeah. So you are forewarned. Don't get mad at us. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like I said, uh, this is a story about revenge. Basically, she sees this new prodigy, Logan uh, Lizzie, played by Logan Browning, mm-hmm. um, and she basically is infatuated with not only her playing ability because she recognizes true talent Mm -hmm. but also with her oh yeah um and she (laughs) wants to (laughs) save she wants to save her basically from this life that she knows that she's living and so she can so she basically goes there which before you even start off on that the way you the way you said the beginning of this movie starts off very ominous it almost just makes it seem like the way they set this up is that charlotte is just kind of a psycho and cannot handle the fact that there's another uh another girl who is now the the yep. star of the back off academy so you think basically she's going to just kind of take her out yeah so i have a note here it says 13 minutes in i think i know the plot charlotte wants her old spot back and will kill lizzie to get it right that was the impression that i was under right and um not even close. She takes a turn. Not even close. She uh, takes a turn, boys. They so she so she calls uh, Anton back up and says, mm-hmm. "Listen, I'm all better now. My mother is, has passed away. I want to return with you on the road and do whatever it is. Right. You know, return to the academy." Right. And so he accepts her. She comes back, and her and Lizzie um, <clears throat> start a relationship with each other. An affair. Yeah. This um this movie did weird things to my penis. <laughs> Oh my god. Just putting that just putting that out there. Well you didn't have to put it out there like that. <laughs> I'm a truthful person, James. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this is not a movie this is not a movie you want to stand up during. <laughs> just stop, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, I don't know. I, wrote, I actually wrote that down. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Um, no, so so Lizzie and uh, Charlotte do they do start a relationship, and actually you get sort of invested in their relationship. Yeah, you know, like they like Charlotte joins Lizzie on the road. Lizzie's going on vacation to kind of get away from everything, mm-hmm. and they're basically just slumming it in like a foreign country, traveling and just seeing the world. Basically, yeah, well, because yeah, especially uh, Lizzie is. I think like India or something like that. I, I'm I not sure no, where they are, but yeah. uh, Lizzie is uh, accustomed to basically 
you know, sort of... Oh, it's, a not, la- no, it's, a, it's a Cambodian or China or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's or, an Asian country. It's an Asian country, yeah. Lizzie is sort of uh, accustomed to a, a lavish lifestyle sure. because she's this uh, amazing, famous cellist. So she kind of... She's, but she's like, I work nonstop, so I'm going to give myself a little bit of a, a break. I'm going to mm-hmm. take two weeks off, just travel, just like, like, just nasty buses full of people, sleep outside, they, they whatever. Said, like, 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 I'm going off the grid. Right. So and be she says, and she says to Charlotte, "Why don't you come with me?" Because they they have like an instant connection. It's sure. weird too, because like you know they never really discussed. Oh, I guess they actually do. They discussed after their first night together, like. It wasn't even like um, they never really discussed their sexuality, like whether they were they were uh, or like their sexual orientation or anything. It was it was it was more like they were so uh, they were so like infatuated with each other's talent. Stop that. I can't concentrate when you're doing that. That was the whole point. <laughs> They're so infatuated with each other's talent. There's like an instant. There's like, like this connection. Pull. It's like this, yeah. yeah, like magnetic thing between what? magnetic <laughs> thing between them. And so they have a night, you know, and then they decide that they're going to go off on this vacation together. And it, was, it, it was like love at first sight for both of them. So, like they, yeah. they literally like because the first time that they even meet each other, they're both like super nervous to meet each other, and they blame it basically on being so like just like nervous to meet them because you're you're my idol and I look right. up to you and you're amazing and this and that. But it's so much more than that. It's right. like the second that they meet each other, they're both just like, yes, you. Yes. You know? Yeah. And no, it really it is. Like it, and and like I said, you get invested in their relationship because quite frankly they're really good together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you get invested in it. Like you want to see them succeed <laughs> as a parent. It, it almost kind of bummed me out that things took such a hard left turn. Yes. So soon into the trip, because I was like, I kind of want to see them go off and have some have some fun, like travel around the countryside. But then things go and have some more sex. <laughs> but then things go horribly <laughs> awry within like the first ten minutes of the yeah. trip. Yeah. Well, I actually kind of don't mind that, especially when after seeing the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. I understand why it happened so quickly. Sure. Sure. But. It does sort of come out of nowhere. And the the scene that we use for our intro is in the trailer. Uh-huh. And uh, it really gives... The twist really comes out of nowhere when the twist happens because mm-hmm. it really sets this movie up. The trailer set this movie up for a completely different right. ending, at least that you would think. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the impression that you get from the trailers and the impression, the impression that you get from the... I get. Sorry. Why are you the way that you are? Because I, I just am. <laughs> the, the impression that you get from the trailer. Listen, when a Muddy Muddy Boston's quote comes into my head, I have to say it. Okay. And from the first portion of this movie, you think that it's just Charlotte is trying to take out Lizzie. Sure. And it seems that way right up until uh, I like the, probably, the, the start of the, th- the third, third act. Third basically. act, basically. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty interesting. So um, so they're out in the middle of nowhere. And we'll just, we talked about the scene, so we might as, sure, well, yeah. might as well talk about it. They're out in the middle of nowhere, and Lizzie just starts getting violently, violently ill. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, to the point where she's, like, she's throwing up. And there was sort of, like, this whole, like, story of there being, a, like, a disease mm. somewhere in one of the countries that they were in. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that she's infected with this disease, and people are dying from it. So she's convinced that she's going to die. And... Uh, like what 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 ends up happening is like her vomit has maggots in it. Her arms have like cockroaches in them. Like there's yeah. bugs in her arms, and she absolutely starts freaking out. And out of nowhere, Charlotte just has this giant cleaver and was like, "You need to cut your arm off." 
oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> it really comes out of nowhere when it, when it happens. Yeah. And so um, then Lizzie goes back. Eventually, she finds her way back to the academy. And they basically just shove her away like yesterday's news because mm-hmm. she means nothing to them anymore because she has nothing left to offer. Right. She can no longer play and this and that. And you you start to realize through this, like these two different tales of revenge, sort of, because you have Charlotte's tale of revenge, which comes more to light in the third act. Mm-hmm. But then you have Lily's tale of revenge against Charlotte because yeah. she thinks that she like maimed her and that Charlotte is this terrible person. Because right. as a viewer, <clears throat> you think Charlotte just wants her spot back. So she's going to take Liz- Lizzie out. Right. Um, and, you know, ipso facto, it that's not really what happens yeah you know the, I'd, the I'd two say, twists kind of converge into one yeah and they they spin a new web and i'd say save save the last okay save the last dance <laughs> save mm. the last twist like there are several twists and turns throughout this entire movie yeah i feel like we've kind of set up the story we well have, enough we to where if you're curious about it and you're still listening to this you should go watch it yeah. Uh, you probably should have stopped already and yeah. went, went to watch it anyway. But So suffice it to say, though, the ending does have the very, very end scene has a pretty c- cool visual in it. The end scene is fucked. It's 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 fucked, but it's it's not any no, it's worse not, I mean, than yeah, I've seen it's, anything no, else. A, like, I just mean... I feel like that was one of the scenes, though, where people were like, so taken aback oh, by. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like it's, no. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. Yeah, it's nothing that I haven't already seen in Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> there, <laughs> you know? I've seen no Bone Tomahawk was way worse, <laughs> way worse. Um, Jesus, that's a different type of. I, I guess it, it it was fucked because it was like it was eerie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way the way this the last scene was set up, and then like uh, them f- like kind of finally achieving the perfection, and the yeah. way they did it, it was, was like, really cool. That was, was actually so, really cool. It was so it it was almost like you kind of wondered if if at that point like they had you know like they you know I don't want to give too much away but you know revenge has been had yeah it's they've taken and now they're bashing they've taken it. their pound of flesh but it's almost like they kind of went a little bit crazy in the process oh they did you know what by, I mean by the end they're both of them I think like, are total psychopaths yeah, yeah okay and that's pretty that's. It's spooky. Yeah. Crazy people freak me out. (laughs) Two sort of become one. Yeah. I'm not going to spell it out, but like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um, Okay. Give me some stuff that you loved about this, because I know there are some very specific things that I loved about it. Um... Well, like, start off with yeah. Start I, off with you like I love the fact this movie's broke up into chapters. I love oh, movies yeah. that have acts. Yeah, uh, Quentin Tarantino does this a lot yeah. in his movies, and I and I love that style of filmmaking. Because what what was it? It was it was Mission, and then uh, I forget what the actual titles were. Mission, it was three different chapters yeah, though. Mission and duet and like something else. Yeah. I like it because it doesn't have to bridge scenes together. You can have like a really intense scene and then just a and hard just cut. and just a hard cut and. and like, and, and it makes those scenes way more impactful when yeah. they end, because you don't have to just kind of, you don't have to like tone it down to go into something else. You yeah, know? I, I feel like I feel like this movie wouldn't have worked as well if it didn't have the hard cuts. You know I agree. What I, mean? I agree. Um, it's yeah, almost like, like when you see too. a stage play and the curtain just comes down, and then when it raises back up, it's something completely totally different. different. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's what I like about it. I mm-hmm. love chapter based movies. Mm-hmm. I always have. I think it's a really cool um, storytelling device. Mm-hmm. I like I like that a lot. Um, um yeah. I love I loved Steven Weber as Anton, aside from just like uh, you know, wanting to hear him narrate it again. I just like I grew up watching the show Wings, 
mm-hmm. and he was a totally nice guy in that in that show. Uh, seeing him as like an evil asshole, he does it really well. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I thought it was just very effective. Yeah, no, he was he role. was great. He was absolutely great. Um, the editing and the cinematography in this movie are amazing. Mm. Um, there's a really like in particular there is a scene when Lizzie. Um, is getting kicked out of the academy after she loses her arm. Yeah. There's a scene where she's walking through the halls, basically like leaving because they just kicked her out. Mm -hmm. And she goes over and she looks at a picture of Charlotte that's on the wall. Mm -hmm. And the camera does this 360 degree vertical turn. Oh, yeah. Not completely around, but it goes, the whole frame goes upside down and it twists all the way around. I forgot about that. And she goes from, from being completely defeated and broken to as it's flipping her whole demeanor changes and as by the time it comes back around to where she's, she's upright furious, yeah. her entire mood changes mm-hmm. and it's total revenge fuck you mode and then she smashes and it's the such picture. a good scene like, yeah. it's such a really effective use of of the camera yeah. and i loved that i thought I it was forgot so about good. that that was really really cool. really really cool scene mm-hmm. i absolutely absolutely loved it um i think that there, as far as the cinematography goes, there was some like some, some pretty striking set pieces, especially toward the end when uh, in that little theater that they said like oh, like this is this is the place where once you've achieved the perfection you get to perform in front of us in this little theater. Sure. And they opened like you could see the they had some sort of like circular light like ornamentation on the back of the wall, but by the end of the movie they opened that up mm-hmm. and it was it was just like a very striking set piece i thought it was really cool looking yeah um um yeah i i don't know what else to actually say about this i um I, a lot of my notes give away the ending and i don't want to do that so yeah. i don't want to touch on that stuff but uh i so for as much as this movie wasn't exactly what i expected it to be i still really enjoyed it yeah i did too it was it was a lot of what i didn't expect it to be and not a lot of what i expected it mm-hmm. to be if that makes sense yeah so for where i was disappointed it was made up for in other things mm-hmm. and i liked it a lot um i think that um i think that it is a it is a good well done movie mm-hmm. i don't know that i would give it the praise that a lot of other people are giving it as far as it being this this crazy over the top like thing yeah i didn't think it was like a crazy shocking movie or no, anything like that no but uh and i think that that type of hype actually hurts it yeah because if you're going into it expecting that and then you watch it especially if you're a horror fan if you're a horror fan you've seen way worse yeah <laughs> now if you're just a casual moviegoer and you're not a big horror fan and a lot of like gore and stuff like that isn't your thing then sure maybe you will get that that impression of it Mm -hmm. but as a horror fan it really does not touch on any new territory yeah yeah um so that's i think a little bit of a detriment to it quite frankly Um, i agree that being said though like i said it's a good movie it's very well made the story is great um and uh and yeah the ending is 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 cool and twisty and uh and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So, so go watch it. Um, you yeah. silly fools. So that is uh, that is the perfection, and that was American Satan. Yeah, couple of good flicks. Couple of good flicks. Couple, there, James. Of, couple of nice little flicks there. So uh, check them out. Let us know yes. what you think. Do All it. right. Well, hey, do you have a? Uh, I do. Pizza death for next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would ask if you guys wanted me to not do that this week, but I'm not even going to give you that option. You silly bastard. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, just keep it going. Before, there's there's before, always a couple at the before end. Before you even do this, I, I, we're hoping two weeks from now we we will be doing our uh, Stranger Things yeah, season well, three episode with Alex Sheldon. We want it to be timely because obviously it just came out. Of course. But we need some time to watch it. TV right. series are a little tough to find the time to actually get through the whole thing. Exactly. Um, but hopefully within two weeks, mm-hmm. not so not next week, but the week after will be that episode providing right. it works out for Alex. Mm-hmm. This is once every year and a half or so that he comes on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's always He's always delight to uh he is a delight a delight to have we on the saw show. him at the uh concert we, we went did. to a couple weeks we ago did. which was great his beard is oh, something lovely. to behold mm, it's lovely it's like the softest looking brillo pad <laughs> ever <laughs> oh. all right you ready for this yes no never oh god here it is there it is i hate you so much <laughs> i know you do <laughs> um mm-hmm mm-hmm Ooh, this will be fun. What do we got? Yep, okay, so it landed where I thought it did. Um, Actor Spotlight. Oh. Ooh. Vincent Price. Oh, okay. We're going to get in some oldies here. All right. So uh, I'm not sure what movies we're going to do, but we'll pick them and we'll, we'll post them. Maybe do a uh, an older one and then maybe something toward the end of his career? Uh, maybe. We'll see. And maybe just for good measure... We'll just talk about his uh, monologue in the Thriller video. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so the Thriller video monologue for sure will be in it. <laughs> Outside of that, he's got, a, I mean, Pit in the, the Pendulum. The of 40,000 years. I, think, I believe he's in Mask of the Red Death, Pit in the Pendulum. He's got a lot oh, of yeah, dude. classic, classic Oh, dude, flicks, you know what we so. should do is um, there's a there's an old anthology movie. I think I think it's an anthology movie called The Raven. And it's all Edgar Allan Poe stories, but it's like a, it's like, it's like dark comedy, sort of. Okay. So it's based it's, off of Edgar Allan Poe. Is he the narrator? Or no, he... he's in, he's in uh, a couple of the stories, I think. Well, we'll look into it then. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll get together, figure out which movies we want to do. But uh, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. don't do older movies like this very often. Yeah, so it'll be fun. I'm pretty excited for yeah, it. Yeah, very cool. So, cool. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all major podcasting apps, applications, things, if you will. Clearly, you've already found us. So please, please, <clears throat> please tell a friend. And um, tell two. Hell, tell, tell three. Tell three and a half friends yeah there you go so like three friends and a baby yeah <laughs> make that baby grow up good <laughs> if you want to find j-rod you can find me on all social media at ocean recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs it's true i mm. found them there today did wow you? i did i was on your website wow i wore much i wore wow. your shirt <laughs> while getting my hair cut the other day, and your wife is just like, representing my man. <laughs> props. Like, gotta represent. Mad props. You, you, mean, you mean Sarah Rogers, producer, engineer? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that she took that uh, full name on. Did we, did we ever say the, the story about that on here? Uh, I don't think I, so. so. I know it, but yeah. So she, she, I'll keep it short, but she was uh, as a joke to me because my Facebook name, Justin Rogers, producer, engineer, mm-hmm. hyphen in there somewhere, just to promote business stuff. The sure. certain season, they click it. And so her, as a joke, decided that after we got married, she was going to change her last name from Jones to 
Rogers, producer engineer, (laughs) which she did. And then the joke was on her because Facebook makes you wait two months before you can change your name back again. So my plan, I was going to change mine away to something different. And then she's just stuck with it by herself. You should be Justin Jones. (laughs) I think she should just keep the producer engineer. Yeah. I think it's funny. It's got a good ring to it. Her boss was like, what's with this uh, thing here at the end? (laughs) Is this a a sudden uh, career change or something? (laughs) Something I should know? She Uh, produces good haircuts. And engineers. And engineers. Uh Good haircuts. Good haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, That's it for this week. Boys. It was fun. It was a good episode, guys. Yep. Another another fun week. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. See you. Try to have a good night.